back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. January 18th, 2022, the Lightshed Earnings Scorecard Edition 2. Welcome to the second edition of the Lightshed Earnings Scorecard, the only quarterly measuring stick that is holding companies accountable for the quality of their earnings calls. Earnings reports are set to kick off in the TMT sector, so it is time to review Q3 calls to see who improved and who is getting worse. We also decided to take a look at how the word metaverse invaded calls in Q3 as we prepare our buzzword bingo card for Q4 2021. Larger sample size. For our second edition, we tracked an additional 15 companies, increasing our data set to 64 companies across the TMT universe. This amounted to nearly 60 hours of calls, of which 23 hours were spent listening to prepared remarks. Thanks for your feedback. This quarter's Hall of Fame. There are two new entrants into our Hall of Fame of companies that keep prepared remarks to 10 minutes or less, Roku and DoorDash. Meanwhile, Dish, the undisputed champion, was able to shave its comments down to one minute. That's about as short as any company can go and still be able to make safe harbor statements. Thank you, Charlie. So for our Hall of Fame, you have Dish, Roblox, DoorDash, Radius, Roku, Spotify, Twitter, and American Mobile. Most improved. AMC Networks cut eight minutes to get its comments down to 25 minutes. Props to interim CEO Matt Blank on his first earnings call. Roblox cut their prepared remarks by 45% to just four minutes. Impressive. Honorable mention goes to Lyft, Zynga, and MSG Sports for making notable 20% cuts to get the remarks under 23 minutes. Well done. And now for the Hall of Shame. There's only one member of the Q3 Hall of Shame, Cogent. Is it really that hard to keep comments under 40 minutes? Put it in the press release, Dave, and leave it there for us to read. We need time to ask you about when you expect workers to return to the office and how long you can deficit fund that dividend growth. The other three members of last quarter's Hall of Shame were all able to cut their comments to less than 40 minutes. Thank you, but there is more work to be done. Snap is particularly painful as they publish their prepared remarks ahead of the call and then play an audio recording of management reading the remarks. Why? We are also adjusting our Hall of Shame bogey to calls longer than 35 minutes. Here are companies that didn't hit that new time limit in Q3. You have been warned. Cogent, Snap, American Tower, AMC Entertainment, Digital Bridge, and Disney, which was up 10 minutes in Q3 versus the second quarter. What about Q&A? There was nothing really notable here. Take-Two's Q&A session was 60% shorter, but that was from lack of questions rather than management's unwillingness to field questions. America Mobile's Q&A session was three times longer than Q2, but like Take-Two, that was driven by question flow. We have never seen CEO Daniel Hodge afraid to take a tough question, even in years when we rated it a sell. At the bottom of this report, we included a chart that shows the mix of time spent on prepared comments versus Q&A. Please let the earnings call scriptwriter from your company know how they are scoring on our list. We also have a chart that shows how these numbers have improved or worsened for each company that we can send upon your request. Getting a call off on the right foot. There was not much change in which analysts were selected to ask the first question on the earnings call. 80% of the time, 
it's an analyst with a buy rating. Stacking the calls with friendlies. Sensitive management teams don't like to take questions from analysts with sell ratings. In the charts below, the length of the bar represents the number of analysts that have a sell rating on that company. The light blue section of the bar represents the number of those analysts that were allowed to ask a question on the call. Lumen deserves respect for taking questions from four of the six analysts with sell ratings on its stock. Conversely, AT&T and Facebook took zero questions from the four analysts that rate each of those stocks as a sell. AMC Entertainment, which has the most sell ratings of any company in our survey, actually did field a question in Q3 from one of its seven sell rated analysts. Baby steps, Adam. Does the mix of questions match your mix of ratings? The table below compares the percentage of ratings on a stock that are neutral or sell to the percentage of questions on the Q3 earnings call that is neutral or sell. The differential speaks for itself. It's certainly possible that there was simply a lack of interest in asking questions. Earlier, we mentioned Take-Two's lack of questions in general, which may have been booked on top of another company's call. Nevertheless, special attention should be paid to Echostar, Fox, Live Nation, and Take-Two. Each of those companies received a neutral or sell rating from 40% of the analysts that cover their stocks. Yet not one of those sanguine analysts was able to, or perhaps attempted to, get a question on one of their calls. The relative performance of these companies versus the S&P 500 since their earnings calls was negative 510 basis points for Echostar, negative 720 basis points for Fox, positive 480 basis points for Live Nation, and negative 1,130 basis points for Take-Two. Now, let's give a positive shout-out for the companies that take a greater proportion of questions from neutral and sell-rated analysts than ones with buy ratings. The top three were Cinemark, MSG Entertainment, and AMC Networks. Unfortunately, being open to the critics did not actually help any of their stocks. Their relative performance versus the S&P 500 since their earnings calls was negative 1,730 basis points for Cinemark, negative 1,570 basis points for MSG Entertainment, and negative 530 for AMC Networks. Contact us if you would like the complete list to see where your favorite company ranked. Great Quarter Guys. Great Quarter Guys is our favorite phrase to call out on Twitter during earnings season. That and congratulatory comments occurred 30 times across 20 different calls in Q3, compared to 19 times on 17 different calls in Q2. The increase was due to the congratulations for promotions and retirements at Charter and Cinemark. Unfortunately, that goodwill did not extend to these stock performances since their Q3 calls. Charter and Cinemark stocks are down 13% and 16% since that time compared to the S&P, which was up 3% and 1% respectively. The rise of Metaverse. Metaverse has emerged as the latest abused buzzword in our world, so we decided to start tracking it on earnings calls. In Q3, there were 23 mentions on 7 calls half of which were predictably from the Metacall. This was down from Q2, where there were 42 mentions of Metaverse on six calls. The heavier use in Q2 was driven by one earnings call, Roblox, which accounted for 16 mentions in Q2 alone. 
Hilariously, our own Brandon Ross was responsible for five of them. Not sure what happened in Q3, but Metaverse was only mentioned once on the Roblox call. Thanks for listening and have a great Q4 earnings season.